Welcome to Fort McMurray Matters. Keeping you connected to our community. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Welcome back to Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Adam Ophis, and today, I know I say this often, but I really, truly do mean this. We have a extremely special guest today. We have radio legend... Shauna McKinnon. You might have heard her on 100.5 Cruise FM, our sister station, hearing her from 3 p.m. till 7 p.m. But Shauna has been in the radio career for over 40 years. I wanted to do a segment of getting in depth, like finding out what is radio all about? What is it actually like working in radio? So I have the perfect one here, Shauna McKinnon. Now, right off the bat here, uh, McKinnon, that sounds Irish. Is that Irish or, you know, at least out east? Irish? Oh, my. Oh, my heart. <laughs> I'm leaving. I, I, I can't operate under these conditions. Scottish, darling. Scottish. Scottish? Yeah. Yeah, and definitely east coast. Definitely east coast. So if, if people don't know, yeah, so you've been in radio for a little while. How long has it been now that you've been in the whole radio atmosphere? Technically since 1980. Uh, when I started university, uh, I would spend my spare time at the campus radio station. So for a couple of years, I was an amateur and uh, used to used to do campus radio. So that's that's when I started. 1980s. That's over 40 years now that yeah. you've kind of put into this career. I'm old. <laughs> well, that's not what I was getting at. But uh, <laughs> you've been in radio for a little while. So everybody that I talk to. Um, they've got a different reason of why they jumped into radio. Whether, you know, they just wanted a job that was creative, whether they really liked music, whether they just thought the atmosphere was fun. What drew you to getting into the radio career? I'm really not sure, to be perfectly honest. There was, um, growing up, when I was 10, I got a tape recorder, a little Radio Shack tape recorder for my parents. I'd asked for it for Christmas, and I got it. And then I started doing radio announcer-type things with it, making up commercials, uh, calling sports events like horse racing or what. I mean, I was making stuff up all the time and recording music off the radio. So that's, that's really where it started. I was listening to CKGM in Montreal at the time. So starting to get into music and, and that sort of thing. And I even wrote a letter to Ralph Lockwood, who was a uh, very well-known Canadian radio personality back in uh, in Montreal in the 70s. And uh, it was just very, it, to me, it was very interesting. And then when I went to university and I found out they had a campus radio station, I thought, oh, this this will be cool because I was, I was at university to study. And uh, initially it was marine biology, but uh, then I kind of moved over to psychology because I found that even more interesting. And but after you know three three years at university, I realized that I was really liking this radio thing. And by my fourth year, um, I thought I might be able to do this for a living. And so that's that's when I I seriously started thinking about it as a career. And so you had actually kind of mentioned, yeah, there was somebody because usually, like sometimes, there is an instance maybe that you you've heard on on radio an announcer or a way they talked, and there was just something about them that just led you to be like. I, I like that. I enjoy that. I could do that. And is there a bit or, or something about a radio show that you heard one time that just stuck with you? No. No. not. And again, <laughs> this is funny. Certain songs stuck with me. I remember hearing Petula Clark's Downtown on the radio as we were driving around downtown Montreal. And I thought, this is pretty cool, although the song had nothing to do with Montreal. Uh, but I, I really enjoyed Ralph Lockwood because he was funny. Even though I didn't understand all of the jokes or, you know, the adult conversation, I just found him very, very funny. And over the years, I have been drawn to funny. And I think 
had I thought of this earlier, I might have gone into stand-up comedy. Uh, but I'm, I'm much funnier on the radio than I am in person. <laughs> That's actually really funny. Um, so, a lot of people now, they, they, there's misconceptions about radio and certain careers that are so, you know, niche. Because radio is a fairly niche career. And why is it if somebody were to call in or, or text in right away and, hey, can you play this song right now? Like, how much say does a radio host have to change up whatever music is playing at any time? Um, since about 1987, 89, next to none. So, so up until then, you could pretty easily get something on the air for somebody. And even today, it's, it's a little easier because we have the computers and we can just, you know, Google or not Google it. We can, we can look it up in our computer system and we can put it on there. But um, music formatting is, uh, there's a science to it these days. And uh, you want to appeal to your, to your audience. And if your audience is, for example, on cruise, uh, you know, adults uh, 24 to 55 and uh, very more rock oriented as we are then you're going to hear a lot more acdc and led zeppelin uh you're not going to hear barbie girl on on cruise but that's something that you're going to hear on mix because that's a different audience altogether so you're if somebody calls up on cruise and they want to hear ccr it's a lot easier for me to to to, to put that in there than it would be if somebody called up and said uh yeah i want to hear the the latest from whoever dua lipa well we don't play dua lipa you know because our audience really is not into that and uh, and then again, like if somebody like I, I suppose you don't want to be playing fuel like every once every hour. Like you you want to you want to that. separate the artists as well. So like you know there there are certain rules that they what what we call rules in in music direction or music programming, uh, so that you're not hit with the same band every every three hours or or every two hours or even you know every one hour you need to have that separation um, a lot of people say oh you're playing the same stuff over and over again um, not realizing that we're not you're just actually hearing a lot of ACDC we're not playing the same ACDC song every three hours we're playing ACDC perhaps every three or four hours but it's different songs um, again that's our format another format like on mix is going to be a little bit different where you're gonna hear a little more often those favorite tunes yeah, it, it is funny you mentioned that because um, I, I know I'll probably get myself in trouble for saying this, but you had mentioned ACDC as a band, or I'll say radio-friendly Nickelback. Yeah, those send those songs tend to sound similar to one another. Yeah. Like sometimes you the first you if you catch in the middle of you know like I said radio-friendly Nickelback or ACDC, you might assume it's the same song. Yeah, but to go on top of that, I know some people say like, oh, I always hear uh, this song all the time, and it's a Canadian artist or Canadian band. Why is there, what kind of rulings are out there for Canadian artists to be played in a Canadian station? Okay, so in Canada we have the Canadian Radio and Television Commission. I think that's what it's called, um, and they have been in existence since the early '70s. And the whole idea of them, them forming was to give Canadian artists a chance on on radio in Canada uh, to introduce them to a wider population. And so, depending on your promise of performance to the CRTC, which is a little thing that you have to sign part of your license when you when you uh, become a broadcaster in Canada, you have to promise to play so much CanCon, Canadian content, a day. And in some cases, it can range from 33% or 35% to, say, 40%. Uh, so that means that, for example, on cruise, 
uh, we're, we're at around the 35% mark. So one out of every three, four songs is going to be is going to be CanCon. Uh, on on mix, for example, uh, the uh, the CanCon regulations are a little bit higher, so you're going to hear a little bit more CanCon. And there's also, depending on where the station is uh, and your format, uh, for example, um, I know up in more northern stations might have a higher CanCon um, promise of performance than, say, a station in Toronto. Or if it's specialty programming, it, it really depends on the type of license and who your audience is. Uh, what is going to be asked of you? Well, I've got probably about a million more questions that uh, I want to ask you, Shauna. But we're just we got to take a break. As you know, we, we have to take a break here on Fort McMurray Matters. But when we return, we're going to continue chatting with Shauna McKinnon to get in depth and to find out what life is really like in the radio career. We'll return in a moment to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. And we are back with Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Adam Ophist, and I'm excited. I have a one of my most favorite people I have ever met in Fort McMurray with me today, Shauna McKinnon. You may know her from Cruise FM, our sister station. She does the weekday, every weekday show from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. Absolute, wonderful, hilarious, delightful, magnificent human being. And she's given this the absolute inside scoop of life and radio. She's been in the career for over 40 years. So she is definitely the one that can just tell us all the little secrets. And one of those things you had let slip, Shauna, was how... Basically, the playing of music, how much that has changed over the years, whereas before, yeah, you could just toss on a record, you know, here and there, if somebody wanted to hear something, you could just toss this on, and and that's changed, but what else has changed over the years, or has anything changed over the years in the career? There, there, I, I think WKRP in Cincinnati kind of opened a lot of people's <laughs> eyes to what actually happened in the radio industry, and... Um, I mean, early on, there was plenty of opportunity for, um, you know, people to be bribed to play certain songs. And even into the 80s, I remember seeing we would get these packages in from different record record companies and there would be little gifts in them uh, and little tchotchkes and, you know, whatever, maybe T-shirts and that sort of thing. And, you know, to to go to the program director and try to encourage you to, to play uh, to play the songs. And one episode of WKRP, I remember the guy... Um, I don't know if he was the midday jock, but he was being given records to play by a certain company, and they would slide in a bag of cocaine for him <laughs> in the records, and that was that's called payola. And payola, the actual money exchanging has, that was a big thing back in the 50s. You can look it up, Google it. It's on Wikipedia. Um, but it continued in a, in a different way through the years. And so, you know, the, the record companies are always trying to get you to play their songs. And if it fits your format, you give it a listen and you say, okay, go to the program director and say, okay, I think this fits our format and we should be playing it. Um, so it's not as, you know, we don't have that as much anymore, you know, where they're sending you gifts to, to, to play the music and that sort of thing. So that's, that's a good thing. But I haven't really been in the programming side of it all that much. It might be going on, and I don't know about it. <laughs> yeah, there's still still some gifts. We're not yeah. saying anything, but yeah, who knows? Yeah, and and I know people. They kind of again. It seems like a glamorous job. So I mean, is it is being an on air host in radio? Is it as fun as it it seems? It is fun. It is fun. It's. Uh, I've been doing this for so long now. It's. I mean, it's. It's not work. 
it really is play, but it is work because you've got to be constantly thinking about what does your audience want to hear you talking about, what is important to them. You also have to think about not saying things. And I think that's just as important as what you're going to be talking about as to what you're not going to be saying, because I have bitten my tongue so much uh, over the years and not said stuff that I really wanted to say, knowing that it could get me fired, not because they were bad words, but because I'm just tired of the nonsense, you know. Uh, so I've, I've bit my tongue a lot, uh, especially uh, especially over the past few years. Yeah, there's there's been, well, I mean... There has been articles popping up around all around North America where where radio hosts have uh, let slip their real feelings and yeah like they were let go because you know you you want to it's you not want appropriate. to please everybody you you want to please everybody you want to or or at least the majority of people and uh, I I can I I think that the instance you're specifically referring to is occurred in Vancouver but I think that was all a stunt um, that this guy you know went on and he. He had a little tirade about the uh, the the convoy and that sort of thing, and uh, then he was fired. He was gone. Well, he was on his way out anyway, and I think this was a big stunt to, hey, let's drive up ratings, and people are going to be clicking on the link to go and listen to it again, and you know, on the podcast or whatever, on the station's website. And uh, so I think that was a bit of a stunt. And I, yeah, I, I I'm not sure if I agree with that or not. You know, using the uh, that particular topic to create this stunt but it got people talking people were talking across Canada people were saying he's never going to work in this industry again uh, well he was working the very next week for another company I mean it was all arranged ahead of time it, it does have a hint of that like yeah. uh, well more than a slight hint definitely yeah. <laughs> a good chunk of a hint is that whole thing of uh, you know the Howard Stern uh, shock jock radio is that that because that seemed to be all the rage for a little while there yeah. is that kind of gone I don't know. I haven't really been following the trends. Um, Howard Stern is a brilliant man. He's a very intelligent person. I don't like his... What's the word? I, I'm losing my words already. Um, I, I don't listen to him, put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't like that shock jock approach. And uh, some of his stuff I found very demeaning. Um, and so I'm, I'm not going to listen to him. But he is a very intelligent man. Um, he's a fantastic marketer. And he's also very funny. So, I mean, he's got those things going for him. And he has his audience. So, there you go. And, yeah, and that, that kind of like you said earlier, you kind of focus, this is my audience. And that who is kind of, I'm going to. That's who I'm going towards. to appeal to. Yeah. And what is something like getting into radio and being in like these years, what is something that either you didn't expect or what people wouldn't expect radio to be. I didn't expect to be lasting this long, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Because um, always in the back of your mind, and I've, I've worked in small markets and I've worked in larger markets that were rated, and always in the back of your mind you're thinking, oh my God, I'm going to get fired for this. Or, you know, can I say this? Or maybe I shouldn't have said that. Or maybe I, you know, annoyed somebody or pissed them off or something. Uh, so in the back of your mind you're always thinking, I hope I don't get fired for this. And every time the boss calls you into the office, it's like, oh, what did I do? What did I say? And that's, and that's really not the case, especially in the rated markets that's when you really you were waiting for the other shoe to drop because I mean this is like this is so cool this is such a cool job to have and like I hope I don't get fired today Uh, I mean that's always in the back of my mind I don't know if any other industry is like that I mean if you're going to the to the plant every day and you're you know you're you're screwing the little whatchamabollet into the the, into the the widget and you're doing that every day do you go to work thinking I'm gonna get fired today 
Um, but in rated markets, that's that's something that's always at the back of your mind. So that was one negative thing about it. It's like, ugh, you know, and, and waiting for the book to come out um, where we had these, you know, every every four months they would have this ratings book come out and you're just like hoping beyond hope that you weren't last in the ratings, you know. It really is. I know uh, personally when I went to school, uh, one of our classes that we did is they actually brought people in from radio. Like while we're in school, they brought people in from radio and they told us, told stories of how they got fired or what was the reasons they got let yeah. go. And a lot of times it was, it was just ratings slipped or they, they changed um, formats, changed formats, and they said, well, you don't have a voice that fits this format. Sorry. So they did nothing wrong. But yeah, and it just went, and that yeah. so it's so different, and th- and that's part of the market too. Um, you know, some do you want to have an almost sixty-year-old woman on a pop station? I no, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, this is why Cruise is is a perfect fit for me, and has been for so long, um, is because I'm the age, I'm around the age, and I can relate to that demographic. But there have been instances where I've been let go before because uh, they were automating. That's the, the first time I got fired or let go. And then the next time was uh, they were doing a format change. And I found out years later that it was an attempt at union busting. That was the real reason I was let go, myself and a few other people. I won't tell you which company that was with uh, <laughs> to save any possible lawsuits. Um, but those things happen, and that's real life. And, you know, poop happens. you got to deal with it. When those things happened, like when you were let go, what kind of kept that drive in to say, you know what, no. I'm staying in this career. I like it. I enjoy it. I'm going to stay with it. How, what kept you in there? I tried to get out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I did. Uh, so I was let go in, I think, 2009. So I kind of dilly-dallied around for a few months, and I thought, what am I going to do? And there was I was living in Halifax at the time, and I couldn't get arrested in that city. There was just nothing in radio because th- there was so much going on at the time, and people were being let go left and right. So there was a dearth of radio announcers, and I'm thinking, well, what else can I do? So I went back to school for a couple of years. And I got a business diploma, and I took economics for the first time in my life. And all of a sudden, things became brilliantly clear to me uh, as far as economics went and and understanding uh, the stock market and uh, oil prices and all this other fun stuff. And so I kind of, I was trying to get work in the accounting field. And uh, again, I couldn't get arrested. I was working a couple of part-time jobs, and uh, I got a call from uh, the former manager here at uh, at, uh, at Harvard, uh, Don Gross, and he and I had worked together for 10 years. You know, he's, he said, what, what are you doing? I said, nothing. I said, have you got anything in Fort McMurray? He says, yeah, but it's in news. Can you do news? And I just said, yes. You know, you say yes and figure it out later. Now, Don knew that I hadn't really worked in news, but... I was bright enough and experienced enough, and uh, I felt that I had at least some, I had enough knowledge to, to figure it out when I came up here. So those were probably, the first the first six months I was here were probably the scariest months. Like, talk about imposter syndrome. It's like, oh, please don't ask me any hardball questions, because I have no idea what I'm talking about here. <laughs> yeah, you, you and me both. We're just going to take our last break here in Fort McMurray Matters, but when we return, I still have so many questions I want to ask you. And you had mentioned you've got some very big news you wanted to share as well, which I am excited to hear. I'm sure everyone else is. We're going to be right back with Shauna McKinnon here on Fort McMurray Matters. We'll return in a moment to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7.
We are back with Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Adam Mofis, and today I'm excited because I'm joined by probably one of my most favorite people in the world, and that is Shauna McKinnon. A, uh, you may have heard her on Cruise FM. She is a godsend of a host and just a wonderful person, and she's given us the inside scoop into radio, what it's really like. She's been in the career for over 40 years, and I want to know, Shoshana, even just something about yourself, because some hosts, you know, some of the stuff they say, you're like, well, that didn't really happen, or they're just storytellers, right? And, and some of it is make-believe. But some people are just an absolute open book of their lives. Like, which kind of style are you? Like, are you just, like, do you share, just just spill it all out? I am I am very open uh, about it. Uh, I've got MS, and I have used that little bit of information about me to um, increase awareness about MS and to increase awareness about uh, the disabled community, uh, not only in Fort McMurray, but, you know, across the country. Um, and so I've advocated for those those causes. And so I think by being that open about it, and I will talk about anything. You can ask me anything and uh, as far as MS goes, and I will... I will talk your ear off for days. You'll be sorry. Um, but I'm, I'm very open. And so who I am on the radio is pretty much who I am in person. Okay. Because sometimes you'll hear somebody, like somebody will be listening to a radio host and say, they can't be like that in real life. Yeah. They, they, they can't be like that. All those th- things they're doing, that can't be, can't be the case. But uh, with you, yeah, you're saying like you're, what's said is said. Yeah. Like that's you. Yeah, this is me. And, uh, and I think people appreciate that. Uh, I'm, I'm not a... You know, I'm I'm not a circus act. I'm you know, and but and so people will say, oh, I heard you the other day, and you just you had me laughing so much, or you know, that was a really good point you made the other day, and that's that's what I hope. I hope I've left an impression on people that uh, I'm I'm honest and I'm open, and I'm I'm the person next door. I'm the person you have coffee with at the coffee shop, or you you know you see at the Legion, you sit down, have a drink, and and have a chat with. So that's that's what I've hoped I've done with my with my career. Uh, you kind of led me to a good one there, and that was. How do you deal with somebody that you've you've never met before? You you don't even know who they are, and they'll come up and say, "Oh, I have the same issue with such and such." Or they just come up to you and start talking to you like you've been best friends. And how do you how do you deal with that? Like, how do you accept that? That's the best feeling in the world when somebody says, "You know, oh man, I can so relate to that." When my sister in law did this, yeah, that that's the best feeling in the world. When somebody says to me, "You know, you were so bang on with that point." Uh, very rarely have people come up and said you're full of crap. Uh, once in a while they have, but and that's okay too. Um, again, if if people are that that open with me as I am with them, then then I've done my job well. That's the thing, yeah. Like even if someone says like I don't agree with what you said, like like you said, like that was crap. Well, that means you you made an imprint on them. I did, and I, I made an, enough of an impression for you to say something. I mean, the best thing in the world is when somebody says to me, oh, I've been listening to you for a couple of years, and I just love it. And I just, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm so glad that you're here. Or, you know, I, I agree with everything you've said so far. Or, I agreed with this, but I didn't agree with that, but I still think you're the, you know, the cat's meow, whatever. Those things really go a long way. And now, you said you, you, you know, you kind of had that lull on radio back home, and you came up to Fort McMurray, um, a while ago, do you get a chance to get back home much? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I I went back home like once a year around October, around uh, my father's birthday, which was the middle of October and Thanksgiving. And um, sadly, he passed away a little over a year ago. Um, so I went back when he became ill and helped my mom look after him for the last few months of his life. And it was truly an honor to do that. Uh, I was able to take 
some time off work. We didn't know how long it was going to be. It could have been two months. It could have been six months or, or longer. So as it was, I was I was back in Halifax for four and a half months and uh, came back after Dad passed. And so I've been back here for a little over a year, and uh, it's time to head back. I'm going to be I'm going to be retiring in about a month, and I, I call it semi-retirement because I really don't know what I'm going to do yet. I'm going to spend a lot of time at the beach and in the woods and reacquainting myself with the Nova Scotia landscape and hanging out with my mom. Well, you, you, you even stole my next question. I was going to ask, yeah, what, what does the future look like? And so this, is this a retirement like, like Rolling Stones are going to retire and they always seem to come back for one more revival? <laughs> or is this a retirement where it's like, no, no, it, it, this is in the future sooner than you think? I don't know. And honestly, my entire life has been, I don't know. Uh, it's like I'm going to do this until something happens, or I'm going to do this until something better happens, or I'm going to do this until what? I I don't really know. Uh, I I I'm calling it semi-retirement because who knows? I might get back to Halifax and after a couple of months get bored and say, okay, I'm going to get involved with community radio because there's a couple of community radio stations there. I still know a lot of radio people in Halifax. Um, I'll get involved with the Atlantic Division of the MS Society again. Um, who knows? Um, but I'm I'm open to just about anything. But really, the 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 main thing is for me to get back home with with my mom. That's definitely a you, no one can fault you for that one. Yeah. Do you have some big big plans? A big send off? Are you are you? This is excited? it. This interview is it. Oh this my is my goodness. big send off. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, no. Again, with COVID, I'm I'm very very cautious right now. Um, I think I took my mask off a couple of weeks back to MC something, and uh, a couple of days later, I was sick as a dog with a cold. It wasn't COVID, but uh, I had to take three or four days to to lay low and and get over that. And I I just when you're moving, and I've accumulated stuff since I got to Fort McMurray. I got to figure out what to do with and how to get it back to Nova Scotia. Uh, I don't have the energy. Uh, to be sick and be doing that at the same time. Well, well, like you had mentioned, yeah, you are someone who is uh, in the kind of what I would count as in the vulnerable sector. Yeah, for that. and and my mother is too, especially my mother, even more so than I am. I think I feel fairly confident that I'm going to do okay despite the MS. But it's it's the incidental little colds that knock me flat on my back, and it's if it's if I'm picking up colds that easily, I don't know what's out there because they stopped counting you know, cases mm -hmm. in Alberta. And so I really don't know uh, what the landscape is out there for COVID. So I'm trying to be as cautious as I can be because I do not want to be bringing this back to my mother. I mean, heaven forbid I, sh I should escape this unscathed until the day I return to Nova Scotia and all of a sudden, bang, I've got COVID and I give it to my mom and she's dead in two weeks. I mean, th these are things that are at the back of my mind because she is severely immunocompromised. Yeah. So I don't, I don't want to be bringing anything to her. No. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, you just... Just get through this, make the move, and I would imagine just sipping Mai Tais on a beach out east, you'll be pretty safe out there. Coffee. Or a nice... <laughs> you coffee. Know, just regular <laughs> coffee, Irish coffee, however you want your coffee. Just want my coffee on Lawrencetown Beach, watch the waves. Well, that sounds like a pretty fantastic retirement to me, yeah. Shauna. Thank you very much for coming on here and chatting with me today. My I've, pleasure. Oh, I've been wanting you on here forever. I got you. This was so much fun. Thank you. I'd say we'd do it again, but we don't have a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, all I could say, Shauna, is congratulations and good luck on the retirement. I know it's going to be, everyone's going to be sad to see you go, but it's, it's great that you're getting back home, back out east, back to see your mother, and uh, you two can take care of each other down there. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have on Fort McMurray Matters. If you missed it and you want to hear more, or maybe you just want to hear it again, you can head to our website at mix1037fm.com. 
com. The whole list of podcasts are right there. I'm Adam Mofis. I will chat with you again on Monday. That's the end of another edition of Fort McMurray Matters. Want a copy of this episode or any past episode? Download the podcast at mix1037fm.com. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7.